Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, The Lord Gave Us a Rest. It shall be focused on the study of 2 Chronicles chapter 14. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mighty love and for your word. We recognize that Asa, when he was walking in your ways, you gave him rest from all his enemies. And Father, we thank you to realize that he sent men throughout the kingdom to educate the people on your word and to teach them about your ways. Like Moses told them in the book of Deuteronomy, don't let the words of this law depart your mouth. Meditate upon it day and night. Speak about it when you're walking in the way. Wherever you are, put it on the post in your house. And Lord, that your word might be before them. Like David said, I have set the Lord always before my face. And he's on my right hand and I shall not be moved. So Father, we pray, may our testimony be like that of Asa. But may we not have the arrogance that we saw him towards his end. And But may we... Still be mellow in heart and, and continue to follow that path. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Give us of your humble spirit. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Second Chronicles 14. Chapter 14 So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa his son reigned in his stead. In his days the land was quiet ten years. And Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. For he took away the altars of the strange gods, and the high places, and brake down the images, and cut down the groves, and commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers, and to do the law and the commandment. Also he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the images, and the kingdom was quiet before him. And he built fenced cities in Judah, for the land had rest, and he had no war in those years, because the Lord had given him rest. Therefore he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities, and make about them walls, and towers, gates, and bars, while the land is yet before us. Because we have sought the Lord our God, we have sought him, and he hath given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. And Asa had an army of men that bare targets and spears, out of Judah three hundred thousand, and out of Benjamin, that bare shields and drew bows, two hundred and fourscore thousand. All these were mighty men of valor. And there came out against them Zerah the Ethiopian, with an host of a thousand thousand and three hundred chariots, and came unto Marisha. Then Asa went out against him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Zephatha at Marisha. And Asa cried unto the Lord his God, and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God. Let not men prevail against thee. So the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and the people that were with him pursued them unto Gerar. And the Ethiopians were overthrown, 
that they could not recover themselves, for they were destroyed before the Lord and before his host. And they carried away very much spoil. And they smote all the cities round about Gerar, for the fear of the Lord came upon them. And they spoiled all the cities, for there was exceeding much spoil in them. They smote also the tents of cattle, and carried away sheep and camels in abundance, and returned to Jerusalem. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Father, the Hour Has Come. This was preached in 1956 on October the 2nd. We'll begin at paragraph 12 up to paragraph 35. I trust you find it to be a blessing. This time in the Old Testament had been a, a, is a very shaky time. Now, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah at the time, while Ahab was king of Israel at the time. They had been divided. And any time when we are divided, we can look for trouble. Right. We must be united, right. and then we will stand. And but Jehoshaphat was a, a righteous man, a good man. He had had some good bringing up and a lot of examples, as we've had today. He's seen his father Asa, how that when Asa served the Lord, then God was with him. But when Asa failed to serve the Lord and got stubborn, then God departed from him. No matter how well the Lord loves us, and how well you love the Lord. When you depart from serving and worshiping the Lord, then just remember you can look for trouble to start in. Because God told David one time, Thou art a man after my own heart. And then when David did wrong, David had to reap for what he sowed. And he's never told us that we were after his own heart, so we'll surely have to reap what we sowed. But... During this time, Asa got a disease in his feet and he died. Was it because he did not ask the Lord for divine healing? He just went to the doctors alone. He wouldn't ask the Lord. He's too stubborn. And he just got to a place where he'd begin to listen to some modernistic views and didn't believe, maybe, didn't believe the Lord healed, so he didn't consult the Lord, nothing about it. He thought, well, my doctor can't help me. There's no need to ask anybody else. So... The Bible said he slept. He was taken to the tombs of his father, his fathers, and there he rested. And now Jehoshaphat, his son, raising up to take his place, had a good background to look upon. To see that when a man will walk for God and walk with God, God will walk with the man. But when that same individual turns his back from God, then God just lets him shift for himself. And we find out it's a very bad thing when we have to shift for ourselves. I never try to trust my own wisdom because I have none. I'm so glad that I do not. If I had some, maybe I would try to trust in it. But the Lord just seemed fit that I didn't have any, so I just have to trust in him. Now, I believe it would be good if we all just tried that a while, don't you think? Just don't take our own ideas about things, but rest solemnly upon thus saith the Lord. Don't try to reason it. 
because you can't reason it. If you can reason it out and see just exactly how it's going to be, it would not be an act of faith anymore. Faith is what you do not see. It's what you believe that you don't, you do not see it, but there's something inside of you sees it. And that's God that's inside sees his own word being made manifest. But you couldn't reason it. I just, there's no way of doing it. God never can be reasoned because he's beyond reason. He's God. And we just take what he said about it and call it the truth. Now, in this convention today, and while this is going on and having this great uh, fellowship, I kind of thought maybe that just a few words of how to present to the people, because knowing that most of you here are far ahead of me when it comes to teaching Scripture, and I, I know positive there's man sitting here that, my, that I feel little to stand here by. But being that, that we are associated together, I would like to give my view of what it is. And... Uh, and my warning to those who refuse to walk in God's path that he's ordained for us to go in. Now, during this time, Ahab was king of Israel, and he was a, a very indifferent. We have people like that today, what I would call kind of a borderline believer. He just goes anyway, the, the wind is blowing. I believe we today call it mission trotting. And just any way the wind blows, they got their sails set to go into it. The Bible don't want us to be that way. He wants us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Have our sails set directly towards Calvary. If the wind's blowing contrary, there's a way of tacking that sail or ship and making that wind go coming right in your face. You can sail right straight into the wind. It's the way you set your sail. That's it. And we get our charter set right towards Calvary. And no matter which way the wind's going, we're still looking to Calvary. Whether it's opposite or whether whatever it is, we still are set towards Calvary. That's the true believer. And then we're not tossed about by every wind of doctrines and this comes in and that comes in and this takes place. we just got one solid course that's right to Calvary. I think that's what God meant when he spoke through Jude uh, over there and said, a clouds without rain, wandering stars, just wandering around about. That's, that's not right. We shouldn't do that. We should just, when a Christian is first born in the kingdom of God is affection, his life, everything is set right on Christ. He's just a little bit smart. If you don't watch, you'll put all of it over on education and go off to real cold, formal, and indifferent and everything, some theology, some great interpretation of Greek words. I met a man here some time ago, and he said, Billy, I just learned a certain Greek word. I've been on it for five years trying to learn the real meaning of this Greek word. So, oh, why I found it, is it a blessing? I said, you've been five years learning one Greek word? Yes. 
I said in that five years, by God's grace, I've won a half a million souls to Christ, not knowing any Greek words. So <laughs> that it isn't what you know, it's who you know. To know him is life. And we spend so much time on those things which is foolish. Just I don't mean foolish, which it doesn't do us any good. When you do know what good does it do you? None. So you just might as well know him. And then if he becomes this person that's centered on Christ, if he's just a little bit nervous or emotional, if you don't watch that individual, he'll drift off to this side into fanaticism. And he'll become a regular, just every way the wind blows, here he goes. Everywhere the rattle comes, well, he'll take after it. But you don't want that. One's just as contrary as the other is. But we want to be centered. Christ. And there alone, look to the Lamb of God. Look and live. Now, and so Jehoshaphat had seen when his father looked at God that God blessed him. And he had seen that Ahab turned from God because his wife didn't want him to go to church on Wednesday night and so forth, you know. <laughs> so they found out that he become a lukewarm, wishy-washy kicked about. You know, I believe if I did not believe in Christ, I'd be firmly against him. And I believe if I would express myself, and in my heart I was against him and didn't believe him, if I'd make myself against him, he'd respect me more than he would if I'd be a wishy-washy tossed about. Right. I believe that even in human life, you take a woman, a young lady, now, we're just a school, a class, a young lady. She might not be pretty, but if she's a real lady and she holds her place as a lady, you know she'll be respected more than a pretty woman that doesn't hold her place, see? That's right. Because it's uh, any man that's got an ounce of man about him will respect that true and loyalty. And then if we become a Christian, we must put all the loyalty and respect and honor on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then if we're not and do not believe it, don't just wishy-washy about it. Just let the world know where you're standing. That's the best way. And it would be a great day when the church comes to that place, its members rather, that whether it will either be for Christ or against Christ, then the whole world will know how you stand. I don't like anyone to pat me on the shoulder and say, Now, Brother Branham, I really love you, when he knows that I know different. Right. See? <laughs> he knows that I know different because his spirit just doesn't fit right and it just isn't there. And so I, I, then I lose respect for that person. I, I like to see a man if he said, Now, look, I, I disagree with you with that. I, well, then he's honest about it. But Ahab wasn't that kind of a person. He was one he wanted to to serve the Lord one time and his wife wanted to do something else and he turned that way and had the prophets killed and so forth. One of those wishy-washy up and down, in and out. And God can never do nothing with a person like that. Right. He couldn't in that day or any day could he ever use a person like that. So we noticed, but Jehoshaphat had seen the result from that kind of a life He'd seen the results from his father when he served the Lord, and then when he didn't serve the Lord, 
throw all of that together and taking it under consideration, Jehoshaphat had purpose in his heart to serve the Lord and to clean to the things that his father David did at the beginning. I like that. At the beginning, the Bible says. In other words, he went back to the old landmark and then they clean out the road. It would be good for Pentecost to go back to the old landmarks. It would be good for all of us to go back to the old landmarks and clean out the road. What would happen today? In the, I'm talking to, I suppose, mostly Pentecostal people here this afternoon. What would happen if after the church went back to the old landmarks? You talk about a cleaning up, there'd really be one around the Pentecostal church. It sure would. Now, how many knows that's the truth? Well, I'm sure it is. There'd certainly be a, certainly a, a reformation going on. <laughs> oh, how people would be acting different, dressing different, talking different, and it, it'd just be altogether a different church if we went back to the old landmark where we started from. Now, so then... God blessed him. God will bless anyone who will go back to the old landmark of the Bible and start from the Bible, not according to theology, but from, or some man-made theology, but from true Bible theology, and start from the old landmark and move up. God will move with you. As you get towards the end of this episode, we end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for speaking to us today as we recognize King Asa and the diligence he, he showed in working for your kingdom and, and upholding your laws and your statutes and your judgments. Father, help us to be equally zealous about the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Be with us for the remainder of the day and may the words of life that we've heard today nourish our souls. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
sweet. 